Oh, God, I love gin. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll put a disclaimer on this. Like, you know, if alcohol isn't your thing, skip the first, like, three minutes. <laughs> Let's call it the boozy episode. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You, that's, that's kind of self- A boozy bonus. <laughs> boozy bonus episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we talk about something completely different, and also we'd be sloshy. on that is amazing the guava from the drink the yeah. rosemary and then the like intense lemon rind it's i thought like... the ginger bitter actually worked really well oh i do smell it too yeah yeah i mistook it from like the bitter of the rosemary but uh-huh. i smell it in there i haven't tasted this yet so here we go bartender john mm. not bad right dude yeah that's one of the best cocktails I've had in a long time. Yes. Oh, thank you. Mm. No, the rosemary on the nose is inspired. Mm. Thank you. Rosemary lemon. I washed it and gave it a little aggravation to like set off the aromatics. Mm-hmm. I can't find the ginger bitter. Like mm-hmm. if you gave me this cocktail at the bar and tried to ask me what kind of bitter was in here, I wouldn't be able to name it. Okay, was it? Let's see. I would assume it was like some hoppy rosemary bitter. Mm, that's good. It is really good. Mm, I wish I had some pebble ice, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I could have... You know I like it a little bit more gin forward, so I could have put a little bit more... You should. But I'm not trying to get run, all... Run back in the kitchen. I'm not trying to get all boozy. I'm okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's no. good. It's tasty. I was just saying that you should do that because I was feeling self-conscious about having already like taken a shot before recording. Yeah, it's our boozy episode. This is our boozy episode. And you're asking yourself, what time is it? And we're like, I ain't telling you. It's Saturday (laughs) at an undisclosed time of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Know your business. Yeah. Yeah, We gotta live our lives. Kiddos asleep? Fine. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Not getting faded. We're just getting getting some feel-goods. Yeah. Getting a little warmth in the belly. A little belly warmth. (laughs) A little throat warmth. Elodie won a bet with her brother. Yeah, we, we were mentioned at, this before. Yeah, we were yeah. at a Modest Mouse show, and uh, it was, like, awesome to go, because we hadn't been able to do anything in forever, uh-huh. and had so childcare figured out. The had... second time I, I watched Modest Mouse at this particular venue, too. And anyway. so I made this bet with my little brother. I'm like, they will play Dashboard by the end of the night. Yeah. And my brother was like, nah. That's like, I mean, it'd be great. I'm going to make this bet because I'm going to be happy if they play Dashboard, and then I'll be happy if I if they don't because then I have won this bet, you know? But what are the stakes? I said a bottle of gin. Give me a bottle of gin. And Deal. then for their final encore piece, yeah. they play Dashboard because, yeah. of course, they Got gonna, through the whole yeah. show. Uh-huh. And my little brother he thought, thought he won. I got this in the bag. Yeah. And then they play it. And then, like, I have to throw this in here, too, from... This moment on, my little brother misremembers this entire event, and he thinks that he lost a bet to you, yeah. and that it's your bottle of gin. <laughs> and he like has this bottle of gin 
for you, John, for the bet that you won. And he's like holding it over our heads, being like, you have to come down to San Diego and visit me to get your gin that you won, John. He did buy the gin. Uh Uh-huh. And he's had it for forever. A year ago. Yes, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time. Okay, well, now, now I feel a little bit less bad about of course he drank half the bottle of gin no like, no but he didn't until the day before he gave it to us so really? it was, yeah it was on the camping trip oh yeah anyway he would rationalize kind of a... that by he invited us to here last sip for you oh thank you you're welcome mm. Mm-hmm. while i'm thinking about it mm-hmm. and you know we don't really have listeners yet yeah. but when we do if people listen to this mm-hmm. if you have like, cocktail recipes that you're into, dude, throw them at me. I'm so yeah. curious. If you invent something cool. I'm into it. Yeah, we are into it a little mm. bit. Mm-hmm. We're not rich enough to actually be into it. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> these, are, these are infrequent. We, we aspire But to be when into you it. make it, it means that let's take some time and effort and, mm-hmm. like, let's really make a nice one. But we're yeah. not, like, my brother who goes out to, like, fancy cocktail bars in San Diego and, like tries the cutting edge of the cocktail artistry. No, we're not we're not like that. But you know, we like to we like to dabble. If it nils I know that with guy. Your life. I know. Giving me a quarter You're in Thailand. You're in Thailand right now for like the next four weeks. Whatever man. Then you're gonna live in New Zealand for a minute. It's <laughs> good for him. Good for you him. Did we're good. so happy, we're for, very you. happy for you. Yes. <laughs> Decided to not have children, so now you get to do stuff. That's fun. Yeah. We'll get there. Someday. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I'm so stoked to take this kid fishing. All right, what are we talking about? Okay, so we're going to not mention the name of the column. Yeah. Or are we? Oh, we're doing a respond to. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. When we come across bad information so much like advice columns in Mm -hmm. particular have a tendency to kind of not they're not like not progressive like a lot of the time this is from a progressive angle one of the most progressive advice columnists out there but with key issues on sexual sexual orientation questions gender questions relationship advice Mm -hmm. uh, regarding those things they really don't get some of the some of the fundamentals that yeah. we think are obvious at this point. Yeah. And so we like to, we thought, we we talk about these all the time. So we were like, let's do a respond to. So yeah. what's fun about this one is it literally came out September 24th, 2021. Yeah. The day I won the bottle of gin oh, for hilarious. my brother. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard this column yet. Yeah, I, I've been I've been keeping this one in my pocket as like <laughs> the epitome. I've almost written into this advice column before and been like, "You guys are missing the mark on this very crucial area. You should just throw these questions past me before you would answer them." <laughs> Why don't you consult Elodie, this person who <laughs> no. you don't know? Because I'm, I'm so out. very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they always have like a really clickbaity. Name, so it's. I don't really hold that against anybody anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's do what you got to do. Capitalism, but um, help. My husband says he can't love me, quote, like that, unquote. But he wants to have kids. That's the clickbaity title of this article. Interesting. He can't love me like that, but he wants to have kids. Mm-hmm. 
So this is an aromantic topic. Oh, how do you know already? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Because <laughs> uh, guess what? The calmness responding never figures that out. You already know. Okay, cool. Dear, we're not going to say who because we're going to keep this anonymous as sure. to what supposedly progressive oh, so advice calmness this so is. So this is tangentially parent-related because they're thinking about having kids. Mm -hmm. But this is actually more relationship-focused. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Dear Anonymous, after going to pre-marriage counseling, my boyfriend admitted that he had thought he loved me. But after listening to us talk, he realized that his feelings for me were not the same as most people. He enjoys my company and would miss me if I died, but wouldn't be devastated and would have the capability of moving on. Oh my god, what a monster. This makes it sound what like... What a monster. <laughs> Okay, next paragraph. Let's go on. I married him anyway. I thought I could fix him. Fix him. But I couldn't. <laughs> Despite that, I am happy. Was there a problem? No, Did there isn't. To be fixed? isn't. Okay. Despite that, I am happy. I love him and he treats me well. We have fun all the time. I was worried he would cheat on me or leave me. But he says that he doesn't think he is capable of loving anyone, quote, like that, unquote. And that our situation is beneficial enough, he couldn't see any good reason to put it on the line. Parenthetical. He likes me. We have a lot in common. And divorce is very expensive and stressful. End parenthetical. The problem we have now is should we have children? He would like to and is excellent with my nephews. He adores them. But he is unsure if it would be fair to the child. He grew up in foster homes and says it was scary to know that you weren't a priority in a parent figure's life. I think that if we didn't tell the child he doesn't love them, that they wouldn't even know. I didn't. On the other hand, I would reluctantly admit I do sort of feel that he might be, quote, fixed, unquote, by a child of his own. So that influences me, even though he would rather adopt. Dude. Obviously, there is a lot to work out, but is there any point? Would it just be harmful to bring a child into the world whose father knew up front he will only ever like them? That is and not... then signed, wannabe mom. Okay, I already... I so I I know that you have to read me the response to that. I'm not going to read you entirely the response to that, but there, yeah. there's already like the asker, the mm -hmm. person asking the question is missing a lot of information as well and yeah. is like misinterpreting a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Where well, do I begin to unpack that? What's oh my god. Really sweet about it is that this person <sighs> This makes me think that, uh, yeah, this person just hasn't had somebody tell them that it's okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. It, it, hey, this person knows that it's okay because society that's, her, that's her lived has experience. has given you this very tiny box to fit into. Yeah. And the fact that things aren't fitting into that little tiny box makes you question, well, isn't there a problem then? Wait and, a second. No. <laughs> He's not a Disney prince and I'm not a Disney princess. Well, Is that okay? Well, it's not like... The range of human emotion and experience is broad. It's so Broad mm -hmm. and nuanced. And the fact that not everybody feels everything exactly the same way is not... 
a problem. It's not just not a problem. It's just, it's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody has a different personality. Everybody has a different experience of the world. And the fact that we have relationships and make those relationships work mm-hmm. is, <laughs> it's not, it's not just this clean, tidy thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. What was the response? Oh, okay. So, Dear Wannabe Mom, this is a really hard question. When I first read it, I was torn. Is it just that your husband doesn't say the word love? Which would be odd, but not catastrophic. Or is he actually telling you that he isn't capable of feeling love for anyone? Which is a big problem. We threw this out on Twitter and then basically had, like, a bunch of really fucking... I'm sorry. Bigoted, like, responses. Like... This this guy's a psychopath. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, there is the Twitter response is like, I won't even. It's like, Jesus, please don't have children. Kind of bigotry. Is he torturing small animals? Oh, God. And it's like, and then <laughs> and then it wraps it up, which is like, bottom line, if you're truly okay with not being loved... That's fine. People are in much worse relationships than yours. Not being loved. But you would be selfish and wrong to bring a child into this situation. This situation. Especially with the expectation that your husband will change because chances are he won't. Which, like... All right. All right. All right. That's probably enough. And yes, the comments on this, like, it gets even worse in a lot of ways. But I would like to read to you the only good comments. Which one member commented, I found, and I love it because it's like, it's very validating to me that some other people like us see the same, not red flags, the same, you know, what do you want to say? I don't know. What's the opposite of a it red always flag? Feels Green like, flags. It feels like you're getting gaslit by exactly. everyone. You're like, am I hearing like a different mm-hmm. question? Because like everything that was phrased seemed like this is a fairly healthy relationship i know and they're in marriage counseling too so like they're like, going through the work it's not like there's dishonesty they're communicating there's no secret it. she yeah. says she's fucking happy everybody's happy <laughs> all right so this and he's great with the net with, the, with nibblings. the nibblings yeah and so this this member writes i found it quite odd and a bit disturbing that nobody acknowledged that he may be aromantic The letter writer mentioned he did indeed think he loved her, and only in talking, I believe it was in counseling. But it seems like I'm experiencing what I thought was love in a different way than you're experiencing it. Oh, how dare you. How dare you have a different human experience. (laughs) He realized he didn't love her, quote, like that, unquote. Is it possible that he was talking of romantic love? I think the letter writer would do good to get familiar with the Arrow community, and if that is the case, understand more about those who identify as Arrow. Most Arrows are lovely people and capable of a lot of love, just not romantic type of love. And although I agree that the decision to bring a child into the world or adopt one is nothing to rush, and certainly nothing to quote, fix anybody, somebody who identifies as aromantic can very well love their children to the moon and back, just like those on any other spectrum of romantic feelings. The letter writer needs to know, though, that if he is indeed aromantic, and if he's indeed certain he will care about and love a child, that's not going to change his arrow identity, because the kid can't fix what isn't broken. 
standing ovation. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so fucking good. And then another response to that. I thought the same. As a married asexual, and somewhere closer to aromantic than not, I found I agreed with the husband's perspective on this. If it is working for her and him, if it is fulfilling for both of them, then it's just how their relationship will be. It sounds a bit like she wants more, though. Based on wanting to fix him. If your partner feeling romantic Mm -hmm. love for you is something that you need Mm -hmm. in your relationship, well, then, yeah. Then, then unfortunately, I guess that was not going to work for you. If, Mm -hmm. however, you're happy Mm -hmm. and the love that you're receiving from them is enough and the committed relationship and the the shared experiences and responsibilities Mm -hmm. and the life that you have together is a happy one that you're satisfied with. It's just not fitting into the box that society told you it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like there's a problem to me. It seems like this person... Yeah. It's it's a common misconception that somebody who doesn't uh, experience romantic love in the same way as... uh, Normies? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Allo-romantics. Means... Uh, there's a lot of assumptions that go with that. They People will think, oh, well, then this is a person who doesn't want a committed relationship. They mm-hmm. just want, you know, clearly they just want to sleep around. And yeah, not, I and, know. They're just non-committal. Yeah. Seas they're bags. a commitment phobe. Exactly. They're just a commitment. But mm-hmm. he's but he's not a commitment phobe. He's clearly committed he's, he's and married said, I'm, to I'm this person. Yeah, and it's like, oh, no, I don't want to divorce you ever. I don't want to, like, you I'm know. happy. I just was letting you in on an insight to me emotionally that I think... The way you're experiencing love is different than the way I'm experiencing love. And honestly, in our relationship and our commitment to each other to make each other feel valued and fulfilled, I think it's important that we have a little bit of extra communication as to people's differing needs. But other than that, things seem to be going fine. And so the assumption that this happy relationship with good communication is in some way is in some way an unhealthy relationship and, therefore, and toxic. How dare you bring you, children into it? There are so many more typical relationships with people who have terrible communication and, and plenty of romantic and so many garbage. Tox, so many toxic problems with it uh-huh. that I legitimately think would be maybe better suited to like maybe kids. don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this just to finish this comment. Um this comment ends with, I can't answer if they should have kids or not. I wouldn't want kids myself. But familial love is still known to aromantics and love for fellow humans, etc. Anyways, I think you made I think you made great points. So that was the second comment there. The third comment on this little string. Exactly to the previous two comments. My aromantic partner couldn't have fathomed how much he was going to adore our child until they met. Although I agree, children don't mend broken relationships. There really aren't that many signs in the actual letter that this is the case. Furthermore, as someone who was fine with not being, quote, loved in that way, unquote, having a child together did make things better for me as a romantic person in a relationship with someone who is aromantic. My partner feels a strong familial love for me now. I'm the mother of his child, and there's a new type of affection between us as we share this new bond and new phase of our lives. I'd say go for it. 
and the judgment and the bigotry in these comments and the responses are heartbreaking. Slate needs to work on their diversity. Yep. I get why it's a blind spot. Yeah. Honestly, it's not something that is intuitive. And mm-hmm. I, you know, especially with the cultural understanding of relationships and emotions as it has been previously, mm-hmm. I feel like we're moving into a time when we're starting to have a little bit more awareness, awareness and acceptance and openness to mm-hmm. many different ways of living and having relationships. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. the queer community does not get monogamy in the same way that mm-hmm. the heteronormative, historically Christian, <laughs> evangelical Puritanical. community like, gets, like, yeah. espouses uh-huh. monogamy and I think heterosexual it, it's relationships. It's really smart of you to point to, like, the queer community because they view every single relationship as unique. Every single partnership requires communication about people's expectations and yeah. needs and desires and, like, this and that. And I feel like people who are asexual, people who are aromantic, they they also fall into that category of just needing, like, a higher level of communication of, like, what makes you feel valued, what makes you feel secure in your relationship, what are Dude. you experiencing versus what is it that we expect everybody to experience. Race... Gender, mm-hmm. spiritual, you know, inclination. Totally. Socioeconomical uh, factors. <laughs> the way you experience emotions, the amount of empathy you have for other people, mm-hmm. the the fact that there are just 8 billion different individual people with individual nuanced perspectives mm-hmm. is something that is intimidating i guess to society but if you're if you're in a partnership you don't have to worry about eight billion different perspectives you have to worry about the one different perspective Uh, in front of you i'm just saying like our inclination Mm -hmm. to restrict the parameters of the boxes so that we disney princess disney prince characterize and stereotype people like Mm -hmm. that's the comfortable thing to do for so many people is i want to understand you with one line of description. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a lesbian. Okay, well now I'm going to consult my box of stereotypes and yeah. then put them on you so that I don't have to, mm-hmm. like, ask questions or think more critically about that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. You're a black person, so now I'm going to consult my box of stereotypes and, mm-hmm. you know, and project those onto you. And relationships. It's You're like, in a relationship that could only be roses. Romanticism. That is this one oh, you're a non, single story. You're a non-monogamous relationship? Oh, well, you're that, an open relationship? That seems chaotic. That seems like <laughs> something I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah, and I'm I don't going, have a box. So I'm going to view that negatively and not ask any follow-up questions. Mm, yeah. yeah. Or again, you're a you're, I'm going to make a bunch of assumptions and, <laughs> and You're an asexual relationship? You're an aromantic relationship? Like, you don't... People just don't understand these words. So I guess if you're aromantic, that means you have an unhealthy psychopathy. <laughs> and if you are asexual, I guess that means you are incapable of enjoying sex, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, assumptions. <gasps> assumptions, assumptions. Uh. I hate assumptions. You have these uh, sex characteristics? Well, I guess I'm going to make a bunch of gendered assumptions and project that onto you. Oh, my God. 
You could only be a cat person or a dog person. There is no anything outside of binaries. Everything is black and white. Let individuals be individuals. Oh my gosh. And again, this is like literally the most progressive relationship advice column that you can find out there. Like in the mainstream. And I'm so frustrated. Is there actually a problem or is there just a perceived problem because it's not lining up with a preconceived box exactly yeah yeah so it's just like a lack of outside the (laughs) outside the box (laughs) thinking (laughs) totally and i think there's some real problems especially with the ace arrow corner of the world to be fair the visibility with those particular ones is recent but the visibility is nuanced too because if you are gay or if you are bi yeah you have an experience that clues you into that. You're attracted to someone of the same sex, right? Which already breaks from, you know... It breaks from society's societal norm, norms, norms are. But you have this positive indicator that something is happening. With ace and arrow people... Oh, I see what you mean. You're trying to disprove this negative yeah. all the time. Yeah. Your experience is a non-experience. You're not experiencing Something romantic that love. You're hearing other people experience. That everybody tacitly says everybody experiences. When you're asexual, you're not experiencing sexual attraction. Now you're experiencing all kinds of different attraction to people. You're experiencing connection with people. You still have bonds with people. And so you kind of have that experience and you don't realize <laughs> the non-experience that you're having you it's don't realize like a, the disconnect from what other people are having it's like when uh like i grew up lds and it's like when people are all at church and talking about having a personal spiritual witness to the truth of mm-hmm. that church and so everybody is saying okay everybody is supposed to be experiencing divine personal witness like the spirit to tell them that this is true now everybody's experiencing show of hands Uh and everybody's like oh fuck i don't want to be the one who's not uh yes yes i'm experiencing i guess i guess i've kind of had an experience that i could equate to being the closest thing am i feeling that is everybody else feeling something? Uh, I confirmation guess I'm bias something. wise, I've I mean, got something I'm yeah, feeling. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everybody else, you know, whatever. I was listening to a normal gossip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the host, like, uh, just briefly mentioned that the first time that they went to a really big stadium concert, mm-hmm. it was like this epiphany like moment for them to be like oh oh yeah this is the same this is this the is church this, feeling yeah this is the church feeling this is the group oh, think feeling it was just group think yeah, well, yeah. Not, i wouldn't say group think no but no no no, no. It's, it's when you get same. a mass of bodies together experiencing the same experience you have a what we define as a spiritual experience yes. is something that you can absolutely feel and replicate in, in a large yeah. music venue with big music and and mm-hmm. like you say everybody is in this place having this thing she was, experience and, and yeah. she was just like yeah i realized i don't believe in god at, like <laughs> right after that everyone's like oh yeah, yeah this is the yeah This is the church feeling. (laughs) So I just kind of want to close this off, I guess, with like rereading the top of this. After listening to us talk, he realized that his feelings for me were not the same 
as most people. He enjoys my company and would miss me if I died, but wouldn't be devastated. I married him anyway. It's like saying, I mean, I would move on. I yeah. mean, I'm not... I wouldn't commit suicide just because you died, but I, I'd be really upset to lose you. I don't want to lose you, you know? Yeah. Despite that, I'm happy. I love him. He treats me well. We have a fun... You know, we have fun <laughs> just all the time. a healthy relationship <laughs> in every way. He says that he doesn't think he is capable of loving anyone that quote, way like that's that. the thing yeah, it's, that is in the particular way that romantic people experience romantic love like, totally and it's just that there's a lot of different kinds of love and there's yeah. a lot of different kinds of relationships and uh-huh. deep emotions and someone who doesn't experience romantic love shouldn't necessarily assume one way or another that they will or will not experience familial love it's crazy that there's no acknowledgement that there's no problem to fix i know that that maybe our assumption going into this that there is something here that is wrong and needs to be fixed is actually the problem that's the problem yeah well and and the sign off especially like this person calls themselves a wannabe mom at the end this person's partner wants to have kids this person wants to have kids and it's this idea that since my partner doesn't experience romantic love, but we both want to have a we, child that we, we both want to love. We don't want your partner to experience romantic love for, for their, their kid. child. <laughs> for real. Ah, it's just so short-sighted and it's just like, the wrong advice to give this uh, person. I wouldn't say that it's short-sighted. I would just say that it's ignorant. It's, yeah, it's lacking mm-hmm. information that... Yeah. It, that if you're in that position in this particular uh, advice column, mm-hmm. you need access to that information. Yeah. Like, you need to. It's because... irresponsible for you to tell this person there's something wrong with their relationship when objectively there isn't. Although hopefully if they got into the comments and stuff, they may have looked into this since then. You know, yes, part of me hopes they got into the comments and saw those three comments from the three sensible people that said the word aromantic. Yeah. But the rest of the comments, there are hundreds of bigoted responses. Get out while you still can! Don't have <laughs> don't have yeah. kids for the love of God! I mean, it just, <laughs> it, it makes me rage, it makes me want to cry, it makes me want to, like, well, stalk and track down that person and, like, tell them, you know, you are fine. Your relationship is fine. Yeah. You need someone to tell you that you're not crazy, that you are happy, and that you can have a kid. You want to have a kid. Like, you are fine. I really like Esther Perel for this kind of stuff as well. Totally. Yeah. She does a good job of not falling into that particular trap. I agree. Of uh, defining how you view a situation, again, through the predetermined lens that normally society has given for you. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like in anything. You come in with a particular story. Anything outside of that. Let's rewrite your story. That needs to be fixed. Totally. I agree. Yep. Well, good job. I, I hope that someday... The advice gets better. The advice gets better. Yeah. And Slate. I mean, undisclosed, unnamed columnist... I am here if you want to field all your aromantic, asexual. That's okay. Subscribe people. to the Substack. Yeah. <laughs> we're here for you. We got you. Yeah. Patreon, too. Wherever, I mean, wherever you want to give us money, we are there. And we are uh, not there yet as far as like 
<laughs> We're still. Stool. Yeah? Your stool. Stool. It's our stool. Hey, bug. How was your little nap? You had a good nap. Laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to come sit down? No? You can go okay. sit down with Papa. Yeah. yeah, they're going around to you. Hey, baby. Ziggy dog. Very happy with my little kiddo. Yeah. Very happy with our little family. Now, you want to come over here? Hang out? Even if you can't love me yeah. in that way. There we go. <laughs> you want to say hi to our friends? Yeah, we're talking to friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, you got those rosy cheeks. And you got a sweaty Mama. head. Because you've been napping. Yep. Alright. Well, we're going to go hang out. Yeah, let's go hang out. Let's go have some fun together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to say bye? You want to say bye to friends? Bye, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Love ya. Love you. Alright. You guys all. have fun. Go make a cocktail. Ooh. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening. Our intro outro music is by Moo. Follow us on social media and give us nice reviews. We love you. We love you.